This is Steeler Country, episode 163 for week 8, 2015, when the Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Cincinnati Bengals 10-16, recorded November 4th, 2015. I, I was hoping when we started the podcast that the narrative of the defense has been better than the offense wouldn't be like such a big thing, uh, but it is. Everyone's writing the same. Every Steeler writer in Pittsburgh is writing the exact same article, which is, you would never believe it before the season, but the defense has been better than the offense this year. I, I mean, I haven't read many articles, but it was obvious to me. and I haven't heard anyone really say it. Maybe it's in the articles. but. Ben was just not ready to play. He wasn't himself. Right. And I'm not even saying he was, like, rusty. I just think that he couldn't step into his throws. Or he was, he was. Um, I, I don't think worry, worried is the right word or scared. Maybe worried is the right word. He just didn't, you know, he was trying to avoid his knee getting hit in the pocket when he's stepping up to throws. So it seemed to me. And he couldn't really, you know, put everything on some of the throws, the deep throws. Even the, the throw on the sideline that, he, that was intercepted, I don't think that was a good example of what I'm talking about because I think the guy made a great play. Yeah. But uh, I just think that, that some of the high throws were like is just because he was trying to loop him in there instead of stepping in and driving it. It's yeah, it's always the same story for Ben when he's when he's not playing well is that that high ball, which is really the worst you know the worst way you can throw it right is throwing it high because it ends up ending up in the you know ends up in the safety's hands which it did. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah, I mean the one the one interception he threw. I guess it was the first one. No, the, the first ball? the first one was a deep ball, right? This is yeah. the second week in a row. There's one thing that kind of concerns me. I think overall I'm not like super concerned about this team, just because I think we still have a ton of talent. But if there's one thing that's a little bit concerning, it's that for the past two weeks we've kind of forced the long ball a little bit. It just seems like we're going we're going deep a lot, which I you know I don't hate, I don't, I don't dislike it, but um, it just seems strange, especially that it would be one thing if Ben were throwing, you know, his the guys were open, but he's overthrowing it, right? Like the Brown, like the, the the throw to Brown, that interception, okay, you know, you were hurt, fine, you overthrew him, you were off, it was your first game back, I can forgive that one. The That was the third interception. The second interception, that's just a great defensive play, I don't know what you can do about that. The guy stepped in front of it, made an amazing play, cool, great job, Bengals. Um, but the first one, he was throwing in a double coverage a lot, which, you know, whether he's hurt or not, uh, that was a bit hard to watch. The first one was the deep one? Yeah. And, I mean, it, it was like, it was on target, but the safety came over and intercepted it, I believe, right? Yeah. I mean, it was going to fall into Brown's hands. Now, Brown, I think, had to slow up for a little bit, and that's where I was talking about. I think if Ben could have got it out there a little further, Brown could have, like, sprinted under it. And maybe the safety couldn't make a play. Yeah. Uh, but I also heard that Tomlin said that they were playing a lot of zone. Yep. You know, but basically the safety's over the top. And so the, the long pass wasn't on. And I guess their defense is good enough to get away with doing that because they have good defensive linemen and, and linebackers and they don't really need to, to blitz or play man to man. So. Right. Oh, yeah, they were, right. They getting, yeah, they were getting pressure with four. And Ben, I mean, look, the, the one thing you can say about Ben for sure is that he wasn't able to move around the pocket. Like, we didn't see very many, uh, many of the, the Ben type. He, we had a couple where he ran around. In fact, the one where he threw an interception was the perfect example of the Ben avoiding the rush, rolling outside, um, you know, buying extra time. Then he threw the interception. Um, 
Yeah, it was a weird game. I mean, it started good. But the thing about this game uh, is that it started really, really well. We moved the ball. It was exactly what you wanted to see coming in. It was the Steeler offense. Here we are. Finally, finally, we've put all the pieces together. We have a healthy Ben Roethlisberger. We have healthy enough to play Ben Roethlisberger. We have a healthy Le'Veon Bell, a healthy uh, Antonio Brown, and a uh, healthy and not suspended Martavis Bryant. Um, and here we go. Like this offense, we've never seen. We haven't seen this before since last year. Um, and let's see it in 2015 with with Bryant a year younger or a year a year older and Bell a year older. And it was exactly what we all expected. It was just move the ball right down the field, no worries. Bang, 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 touchdown, and you know here we go. And I just expected from there. I think every Steeler fan expected from there. It's just going to be more of the same. Uh, the story you told is that, that that's it. It's this is this this we are at the midpoint of this season. The Steelers are at five hundred. Um, it has largely been a frustrating season. This game is a perfect illustration and encapsulation uh, of of this whole season. It's just it's just can't get going. Can't get it started. Can't cannot see what I came what I came for. I bought tickets for the for a show. And I and I and they're, and they're not showing me the show I saw I I, I bought. I'm in. I'm sitting in some other theater. I'm watching some other show. This isn't it. Um, yeah, it's almost like well, it's almost like you're at a concert and like the opening act's really good. You're like, all right, the opening act's pretty good. And then like the next act, well, you know, I really like that act too. But I'm really here to see the main event. And then they announce, actually, you know what? The main event's not going to show. Sorry. I mean, the, the opening acts were good, but you know, there's no main event. Yeah. So I mean, the uh, you know, I think the. I think the air went out of the Steelers. Um, it went out of me um, when 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 Bell got hurt. Um, I was just like, okay, I'm really not interested in this season anymore. I'm I'm kind of done with this season. Um, and so it was big, big, gigantic disappointment. Nothing against um, Williams. I mean, Williams is a good. He's a good guy. He's a good runner, and and he'll he'll do fine. And and I think I think if if Ben can get healthy again, Ben will be fine, and the offense will be. Will be exciting again, um, but uh, it's just it's just too much. It's just it's just too much. It's too much to take. Um, you know, we, we waited, like you said, the all these weeks, the whole off season. I mean, since since the last time we played these sorry ass Bengals and stole a division from them, hosted a home playoff game, had the hated. Ravens, who are a shit team and were then, they were the same shit team that they are now. Back in the playoffs when they came to when they came to Heinz Field, and and um, they they got the they got the the advantage um, of of playing a, a diminished Steeler team um, that had no time to adjust. They did the same thing when they came back to Heinz Field this year. Um, they got Mike Vick. You know, dusted off from how how long out of football with four days of notice that he was going to be starting against the Ravens, um, and uh, uh, and and then this is the second division game that we've played. Both of them at home. The Steelers are zero and two at home. Here come the here come the Bengals, and guess what? Ben can't play very well, and Bell's out for the season. Don't worry, I'm Mister Negative Nanny no, now, but it's just. It's just more. It's just more bad news than than I can take in a in a nine week nine weeks of of pro football. It's just more. 
one of, one of my uh, one of my favorite uh, podcasters, uh, Justin Robert Young, and he's a fellow Steeler fan. He tweeted uh, right after Bell's injury that the Steelers' offense is too beautiful to live, um, and, and you know it's 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 been true this year. You know we we last year they say the Steelers were the beneficiaries of of a lucky uh, injury uh, throughout the season. You know they didn't we our offensive line was healthy for the first time in five or six years, um, which you rarely see. Uh, you know, Ben was Ben stayed healthy the entire year. Bell was healthy the entire year. Brown was healthy. All of our major players on the team were healthy. Um, you know, which you rarely see in, in the modern NFL. And this year, uh, it's I think we've we've the pendulum has definitely shifted in the opposite direction. And whether it's been the suspensions of of Le'Veon Bell and and Martavis Bryant, uh, or the injury to Ben and now the injury to Bell, y'all you, you can add on to that the injury of Pouncey uh, and the injury to Kelvin Beecham, our left tackle, who's who's out the year. Uh, you know, it's been a terrible year for this team uh, when it comes to injuries. And, you know, I, I don't want to say I've given I, – I, I wouldn't say I've given up on the season at this point. But it's it's definitely, you know, it's becoming, you know, kind of a lost season, right? I mean, it's just, you know, you, you waited all this offseason to see, man, this offense in 2015 is going to be spectacular. We're never going to see it. I mean, the, 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 the bottom line here is the offense we expected to see, we're never going to see it. Yep, it's very disappointing. I mean, basically, Joe said it. When when Bell got hurt, it really felt like season over, and it still feels like that now. I mean, it. I and I actually, you know, as a fan and a fan of Bell, I mean, I know the Steelers' chances of winning the Super Bowl have really been diminished, but I almost don't even want them to win the Super Bowl without Bell. I would really feel bad for him if he wasn't part of that because he's such a you know a big contributor to the team and has played so well. And and the, and the really disappointing thing is that. He was really an up-and-coming star in the league. I mean, the league was really taking notice in all the media and everything, and a lot of people were saying he is the best running back in the NFL, just the way we feel, mm-hmm. or at least one of the top ones. So, and, and he had some great plays already this season, some memorable moments, and you just knew that he was going to have more. And uh, it would, in, in a lot of those moments from great players uh, that are memorable for years to come happen in the playoffs, and he's not going to have that chance again this year. So that's real frustrating. Yeah, it's. What can you say? It's it, it's it's been the twenty fifth. It's been the story of this season, and uh, you know the Steelers are going to have to move on now and go without Le'Veon Bell. D'Angelo Williams played really well the first two games. Uh, you know he was a he was a big contributor against the in, in both the the loss to the New England and uh, the win over San Francisco. And I thought he played pretty well at the end of this game. Look, he's not Le'Veon. The offense is going to have to shift. But let's not forget that uh, that game against the 49ers uh, was played without um, Le'Veon Bell and without Martavis Bryant. Now, of course, the 49ers are not a very good football team, but I think it, I think that that shows you kind of the ceiling of what this team can do offensively, and it's still a pretty high ceiling. It's you know I don't think that the I don't think that the floor has shifted to this point where it's you know well we're going to struggle to get to 20 from now. No, uh, I mean. You know, you, you look at it and go, well, you know, the Steelers didn't do very much in this game offensively, and they didn't. Uh, but, you know, you can you can say, well, Ben may never get back to 100%, but he will learn to – he will adapt to his, his current condition um, uh, over time. You know, he'll have a little bit of time to adjust to that. And the same thing with the coaches. You know, it's, it's very difficult – to come into a game, you know, and you say, well, these are the, these are the weapons that I have. And this is, this is the game plan built around those weapons. And then that changes in the mid game. And now you've got to, now you've got to, you know, regroup and say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to, 
I have to, I have to adjust all this stuff on the fly. Um, and, and even if, even if Haley, even if Haley can, can make all kinds of strategic adjustments in his head, um, how, how do you get that all communicated to the guys that, that have to execute? Um, so yeah, it's going to get, it's going to get better. Uh, yeah, they're going to win games. They might go on a run. You know, they might, they might end up with a, you know, with a nice record at the end of the season. They might even make it in the playoffs and, uh, it, it'll, it'll get exciting again. But for, for right now, there's just nothing good to say. Yeah. It, it's, it, it was, uh, when Ben went down, you know, it, I think it was a very similar feeling, right? Which is that, ah, I, you know, this is, this is the lost season. And now with the Bell it's the same thing. I do say, I will say this though. I will say this about this team. Uh, this would have been a lot different, a lot more different, uh, if the defense wasn't playing so well. If we had the defense we thought we had and we had all these injuries, the wheels would have already come off this team. But I think the reason why there's a cautious optimism of every fan in Pittsburgh is because this defense is so much far, so much better, and they proved it again this week. Um, you know, this is another game where the offense, you know, just continued, struggled, struggled, struggled. We had three and outs. We struggled to move the football um, with real consistency. And, you know, every time I watch this defense play, I, I still think the same thing. I, I And maybe it's because I haven't bought in yet or I just, I, I'm still expecting that this defense is going to be as bad as we thought. But I'm still expecting that every drive is going to be the drive where or the opposing team figures it out and they go right down the field in three plays and it's boom, 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 touchdown. Right, and I just keep waiting for that, and we haven't seen it, and I don't know that we will. This defense has stepped up in huge moments, and this was this is as big a, a moment as any. Holding the Cincinnati Bengals to only 16 points, um, and considering we we gave the ball up three times to them, uh, you know, it's huge. It, it is kind of weird because uh, I mean we're really down, but mainly because the bell's out. But uh, even losing the game, and if this game, I mean, if they would have won. 10 to 9 or 13 to 6 or or 17 to 16 basically playing almost exactly the way they played the story of this podcast and and really the media and everything would be the defense and how well they played they really did play well for the most part they tackled the catch i mean there were hardly any big plays and that that was big yeah it's huge it's huge and this and, and they were you know they got they got some pressure on dalton they got turnovers they got two huge interceptions you can't say enough about the play of antoine blake who you know at times he gets he gets eaten up a little bit, but my gosh, he made he's made some huge plays this year. He had the the pick six against Rivers. He nearly had a pick six in this game, and he nearly went coast to coast on that pick six. Uh, you know, he, he returned it to I think it was right around midfield. I think um, I that would have been cool. That, that was a real exciting play. We got and, called uh, back for blocking the back, right? Because on that play, I believe we died. Uh, yeah, I think I think we did get called back for blocking the back. That yeah, because he. You're right. He made it to midfield, but we didn't get it but there. We didn't get it there, and that you know that's another storyline of this game is uh, I would love to see a version of this game played where we don't start from our own ten every single possession. You know, because I mean, yes, the offense the offense didn't move the ball with consistency, but it wasn't as though it was going it wasn't going three and out every single time, right? I mean, if you look at the you look at the drive chart, you know, it's it's eleven plays, forty nine yards, punt, seven plays, fifty three yards, punt. You know, there's a lot of those possessions. You're going 53 yards down the field, and you're not even in field goal range. You're going 49 yards on the field. You're not even you're not even in field goal range. That's because you started from your own five, your own ten, your own 13 yard line. You know, um, and give, give the credit give the credit to the Bengals because they put us in that situation by you know their punter played a terrific game, and and we shot ourselves in the foot with penalties. Um, but, ten penalties, 91 yards. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's was, a lot. But then again, the Bengals had about the same. Yeah. 
No, I would say the game, the game itself, I think, was called fairly as far as penalties. We just shot ourselves in the foot. And I think we're the yeah. lowest penalized team in uh, in football, or one of the, the least penalized team in football. But that's one thing Tom mentioned, was that that's been a difference in the past, where, you know, if we don't have those penalties, and they do have the penalties, it's a big advantage for us. The thing about this team that I, you know, that I, I keep coming back to in my head is that if if offensively, if we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, if Ben doesn't throw three interceptions in this game, it could... Could we have just won with 10 points? Because I think that there's a, there was another version of this game where Ben doesn't throw any interceptions, and maybe we get up to 13 points and not just 10, right? But at 13 might have been enough to beat the Cincinnati Bengals without any turnovers. We can see how good our defense is. That's a real scary thought for the rest of the NFL going forward, you know, if you have to face the Steelers. Why do you think, Tony, uh, when, when, you, when you watch the defense, why do you think that, okay, this is the time, you know, your opening statement, that you've said it several times on the podcast now, that the opposing team's going to figure it out and they're going to go down the field in three plays? Why, why do you think because that? Because I, I have a really hard time believing that this defensively, personnel-wise, hasn't really changed all that much, right? Because we, there's no stars on the defense? There is no, right, And but there's not even like, it wasn't like, oh, well, you know what happened this year is we got X, Y, and Z to start. You know what I mean? It's not like Shamarco came in and he's a beast, right? Or it's not like, you know, uh, Jarvis Jones came in and he's a beast. It's not like uh, Antoine Blake came in and, you know, he's just like the greatest corner we've ever had, right? Antoine Blake is okay and he makes good plays. Jarvis Jones is is good and he makes and he makes some nice plays, but there is no superstar in this defense, and so yeah, it bothers me because it's like I know I know the floor of this defense. I've seen it last year. I know what, what it looks like when this defense gets burned, and all of the pieces are still in place. But for whatever reason, you know, and I don't want to say it's smoke and mirrors because it's not, but I still feel like it could be smoke and mirrors. Who aside from Brady, who is the best quarterback that the Steelers have faced this year? Uh, Andy Dalton. Philip Rivers. Yeah, Philip Rivers. Andy Dalton, Carson Palmer. They faced some pretty good We've ones. Actually, I mean, you know, there's no good quarterback in the NFL. We probably faced four Palmer. Of the top I think 10. Palmer. I would say Rivers. Rivers is a good quarterback, but he's not having a. The Chargers, for whatever year reason, are having a horrible year. They lose to everybody. Um, but, As a team. but Carson is not. Carson Perry. Carson Perry's got there. He's doing. It comes off automatically now. Get it out. <laughs> Get it out. Yeah. Carson Palmer, he um, he ha- he's having a good year, and, and, and they're winning a lot of games. Um, I, I know the Browns played them tough, uh, but they won. They came back. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're winning, yeah. And so, okay, so, uh, you know, my, my concern always is, okay, so line up, the, line up this defense against Tom Brady, what happens? Okay, first game of the season, we saw what happens. That's the floor, in my opinion, but that was game one. That's... All, all these young guys with no experience, no practice whatsoever. Um, okay, so let's move on from that. Um, what happens if you line these guys up against? Uh, well, again, how about against Aaron Rodgers? Can they can they can they put on the kind of performance against Aaron Rodgers that the Denver Broncos defense put on this week? I don't know. If, yeah, see, I don't know if we're as good as the Broncos are, but I think we could. But I don't think I don't think Rodgers is automatically throwing up thirty on us like I I would have told you before the season. You know, the Steelers have not had, have not had, since week one, they have not had a track meet like we, we expected this year that this was going to be the track meet year, right? We're going to have to put up 30 because the defense is going to give up 30. No, we're not giving up, the most points we've given up since the Patriots game is 23. Is our lack of offense, um, masking the defense a little bit? 
And so, in other words, other teams don't have to, like, we're not, they're, we're not, they're not, they're not having to keep up with our offense and they know it. So they just like, okay, let's just, you know, let's just get a lead and then we'll just, you know, Most, they I mean, take it easy. That could be. I don't think so though. I mean, think about it. I mean, you know, the, uh, the Cardinals were kind of up and down the field on us, but couldn't score. Couldn't score. That's, you know, and it's, and that, I think that's it, the other. That's that, the, this defense is they, 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 they don't get stops. They give up yards, but right. they don't give up points. Right. I think they I could have given up a lot more points against the, against both the Bengals and the Cardinals because there were some turnovers, uh, and missed field goals in those games that should have been points, really. Yeah, this team is. Oh, they they've saved. They they have a great red zone. We have a great red zone defense. Where we right. used to have a great goal line. So is or, that luck, or is that stuff that we're doing in the red zone that's jacking these guys up? Well, I think I think you know we're eight games into the year now, right? So I you know I think I think halfway through the year you got to stop. You know, at this point, I don't know if it's I don't know if you can say it's luck anymore. No, I, I think it's I think it's I mean there's a bunch of guys just running to the ball, flying all around, and they understand the defense. I mean, they're not out of position anymore. That that game against New England was like a preseason game with guys out of position. I don't think the Patriots confused them. I think that we just weren't ready. That defense was not ready. And it's not, and I said it before, it's not just 11 guys. But these guys coming off the bench and rotating and or right. guys being hurt and like Spence playing, we got like 14 or 15 guys that can play. Golden's out there playing. Even Shamarco got to play a little bit at the end of this game. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so... I mean, I, I and and that interception. I'm going to go back to that that Blake made. I mean, it was another really exciting play because the score was ten to six, and you had to figure, okay, they're going to make it at least ten to nine, or they're going to take the lead thirteen ten. And there was only like six minutes left, and then we were going to have to go down and uh, hopefully tie the game or or maybe take the lead. That I mean, that was the whole story of the game right there with six minutes left. Right. He intercepts the pass, and the and the funniest thing to me. Is when he's running, he's holding the ball again, like he did the yeah, first like, time. Yeah, it's like a loaf of bread. Just and, and it reminds me of Earl Campbell. Uh, if you can remember way back then, he used to kind of hold the ball like that, and it's just funny. But uh, it's a great play. And then, and you just brought this up a minute ago. I mean, it was six minutes and twenty six seconds left, first and ten from the Pittsburgh twenty four because because of the penalty after the interception. We, we won the game. It's ten to six. If we could just get a couple of first downs, it's going to go down to two minutes. We're going to punt. Or get a field goal, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to come down and get a touchdown to win in two minutes. I mean, so you know that that interception by Ben, where he had all the time in the world and threw it to the sidelines, a great play by the other, by the defender. That's just really unfortunate. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, uh, okay, just a small correction, Mike. You've got the interceptions uh, backwards. So the the Blake one happens with like nine minutes. The Mitchell one happens with six minutes. But yeah, I, I yeah, we we when we got the the second interception, the one uh, with six minutes to go, it definitely felt like okay. Now let's. Just oh, that was the long pass the interception. Long pass interception, yeah. Okay, that yeah. actually may have been better if we didn't intercept it, right? I thought that as soon because as... the field position, because we had a penalty on that one too. Right, it was a third and twenty-five. Uh, they were at their nine-yard line, and I just thought when the ball is in the air. And I could tell, you know, Mitchell's Mitchell's going to come. So one of our guys is going to come down with this because it's it's nowhere near AJ Green. Uh, and I thought, God, bat it down, bat it down, don't intercept this. And instead, he caught it. And you know, we we start there. We started our next drive at the twenty-four yard line. So they were they would have had to punt from the nine, uh, but we ended up, you know, with the interception. We started from our own. And then two plays later, uh, yeah, they had yeah. the the miracle interception. Yeah, that's true. And it, but it was ten six at that point when it felt like. 
we could have closed it out. Yeah, and you just felt like, all right, we have the ball with six minutes to go. We're at our own 25-yard line. Let's do this thing. Uh, you know, we just drive right down. D'Angelo starts first and ten, four yards. Okay, second and six. We can build on this. Um, and, you know, then he throws the interception, and the, the game changes. Back. Momentum back, and then they actually did score the touchdown. They get the touchdown. Right. They got they got a touchdown in six plays. Then the very next play for Ben is another. This is the one that is his fault. This is the right, one. We, yeah. This yeah, is, we have three minutes to uh, – two minutes, 57 seconds, and all we need is a field goal. Right. We're starting at around 20. And he, you know, he, he overthrows uh, Antonio Brown. They get the interception. He returns it long. Um, there, And then they remember uh, Brian had the face mask, but that was – they had offsetting penalties, so they started from – like the the twenty or something, and they ended up getting a field goal. Yeah. So then it only made sixteen to ten. I mean, you know, this game is full. Of, you know, we can reminisce on this game. I mean, we were the Steelers. Yeah. This is another one of those games where we had they had their chances. They had their chances to win. They started at the Pittsburgh forty-five. On the last I think one. from reading this right. So I mean, look, we had our chances in this game. Um, I don't. This was another one of those defense. Keeps the offense around, and the off, you know this is same thing as last week, kind of where the offense couldn't come through. But I, you know, to me, I, this was okay. Congratulations, Bengals! You came in, you beat us. You got Bell's hurt for the year now. Awesome. You had Ben, uh, you know, not at his at his A game. Um, but how many times have we said that this year? Right? How many times have we said, "Oh, congrats, Ravens! You beat us with you know we just got unlucky with Scobie," or we said, "Oh, congrats, Patriots! You got to play us on Week One." When you guys were pissed off at the world because you got away with cheating and you were so happy about it, um, you know, or you know, congratulations, Chiefs! Like you, you got to face our fourth string quarterback, right? Unfortunately for this team, we're only eight games in, and we've lost how many games now where we're just chalking it up to bad luck, right? At some point, you can't just keep chalking, you can't just keep having the bad luck game, right? This team has to find the winning streak in them, um, and it's got to start now because we can't, you know. Going into the bye week at anything less than six and four is going to mean that this team is really going to have to scrap to get any sort of playoff spot. I'll give you something to be optimistic about. Okay, first of all, I think Ben is going to—he's going to be fine. I mean, he's going to come back and, and be healthy. It may not be this week though, uh, but you know, down the stretch of the season, he's going to be fine. I mean, in the first couple of games and even last season, he's hitting guys—you know—in between the numbers. He was really accurate, so. You gotta believe that's gonna return. And, um, I think they need to change the offense a little bit. I think it needs to be more of a high-flying offense. Maybe, uh, no huddle, hurry up, five wide receiver more often. Granted that, uh, that Williams can run and, and he had a, like a 55 yard run in this game, didn't he? Yeah. Like from the goal or from the, you yeah. know, we're deep in our own end zone. We didn't even score so, on that drive. Yeah. Disappointing again. So, but, and, and they'll still run the ball. I mean, the, the thing that's going to be missed is, is all the little things that, that Bell can do from the passing game and, and just the way he makes guys miss. But, so the offense, if it becomes high-flying where you get Wheaton more involved, and, and in this game, I mean, Heath Miller was a monster. Yep. So just seeing him and Ben connecting again, that was good to see. And so the thing that, that we should look forward to as Steeler fans, because, I, I mean, the Super Bowl is probably out of reach. So we just got to get in the playoffs and hope to play the Bengals and basically ruin their season. Mm-hmm. And even if we get in the playoffs at like 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7, and seven, it is possible in this AFC. It would be great if they were like thirteen and three or fourteen and two, and we beat them yeah. and knocked them out. I mean, that's to me, that's our goal for this season now. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, the division, if the division is locked up for the Bengals. Congratulations, they win the division. Uh, you know, we're now locked in a wild card race with the Jets and the Bills and the Dolphins and the Raiders and you know whatever three win teams think they have a chance. Um, but no, I agree. I think I think we you know we now play the role of spoiler in the AFC. Um, you know, we can we get in. We play the Bengals, we play the Broncos, we play the Patriots, we play one of those teams. You know, there's going to be no expectation for this team in the playoffs. No one's going to go into the, the playoffs this year if the Steelers make it and go, ooh, you really got to look out for the Steelers because, you know, they got they got all this talent. Like, without Le'Veon, we saw what happened without Le'Veon last year. And I'm not, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Williams. I think he's good, but he's not Le'Veon, right? This team, this team was supposed to go into the playoffs um, and make noise because – it had the most offensive talent of any team in the AFC. That's no longer true. So now we go in and we play the role of complete underdog, and you just try to shock the world. No, I think it can happen. And if the if the offense um if the offense starts putting up points, if the if the Ben and Bell connection and the Bryant thing starts working again, uh, the that's the one thing that the sports media takes note of is is lots of offense. If you have lots of passing and lots of scoring and lots of offense, then they're going to rank you high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if the defense can can continue to deliver the way it has. Um, this, this week will be a pretty good test for the defense. This is the Raiders coming to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, and they, you know, they have a... They have a somewhat of a high flying offense. I mean, they they've, have, they've been they putting have up points. Powerful, yeah. They have an offense that is going to challenge our defense for sure. So it'll be an interesting... That would be an interesting test for them. Yeah, they've hung 30 on a lot of teams this year. Uh, they, they they threw 30 on the Ravens, on the Chargers, and the Jets. So, no, they can score. They can score. I don't know if, I don't know if they can play defense, but they can score. The problem is, you know, we faced a lot of teams this year that can score. We faced the number one scoring offense this year, and we couldn't move the ball at all offensively, and we shut them down. You know, it's, that's the, the Steelers' MO this year has been defense. Uh, and I expect that this game against the Raiders is going to be another one where it's going to come down to the defense. We're playing at home. We have that. We have that advantage for us. Uh, you know, our defense is playing uh, as you know as well as it's played in the last three years. Uh, and, and you know, offensively, all we have to hope uh, over these next two weeks is that I just need to see a glimpse of that offense again. Right, the same kind of glimpse we got in this game. Just give me that again. Just just get me to twenty points, and the defense does the rest. Yeah. You- I mean, we were saying it before Ben came back, like, oh my gosh, this defense is playing better. Wait until we get the offense matched up with them. Then the defense may even look even, you know, better because they might be playing with a lead. And so if you compare our offense now with Ben and without Bell compared to our offense, you know, with Mike Vick and, uh, and Landry Jones in there, I mean, you got to believe that it's going to be still better with Ben, right? Right. And so the, the the offense once it gets going and 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 gets used to playing without Bell, you got to believe it's going to put up, put up between eighteen and twenty five points a game, and the defense won't give that much up, right? They haven't. Shouldn't the way they've been playing? Yeah, they haven't. They just haven't. The, you know, we've we've given up twenty three points is the most we've given up since uh, since Ben's injury. This defense has really stepped up. I mean, look, you know, there's an argument to be made here that. Um, you know, if the offense were if the offense were to find itself again, that if the defense does make a leap when the offense is is out, then you know maybe we are just as good as we thought we were. I mean, there's no Bell, but you can make up for Bell by just having a dominant defense. There are no dominant defenses in the NFL anymore, and we have as you know we have about as dominant as you can get outside of the Denver Broncos. 
Um, this would be a good test against the Raiders because I don't think the Raiders' offense is as good as the Bengals, and the Steelers did their homework and, and really played well against the Bengals' offense. But that's a it's a division game, and you're really getting up for them, and, you, and it, there was a lot riding on it. So hopefully they're not overlooking. I mean, you can't owe oh, your four and four. You really can't overlook a team. But hopefully they they study enough, and it just seems like every time they play the Raiders, there's some nobody that has this great game. It's like where the hell did he come from? Yeah. Well, we're gonna get to it back. It looks like I think to it practiced. Um, I think to it did practice a little bit today. Um, yeah, there were to it was limited in practice. This week, Will Allen also might come back, but I don't know that Will Allen gets his spot back. I think you just ride Golden now. Golden's been playing really well, um, so yeah. So I, I think you know if we get you get to it back. Uh, I, I think defensively, you just they're the at the end of the day we're playing the Oakland Raiders, right? I get that they've been putting up points, but they're still the Oakland Raiders. We're still play, playing Derek Carr. Um, I agree with you, Mike. We've we've played better offenses this year. Uh, we've we've played much better teams this year, and we've beaten them, and we've beaten them without Ben. So until Ben finds his footing, until the offense finds its footing, it's really about one thing with this team. Do not turn the football over. That is it. Do not turn the football over, and the rest of it, so, the rest of it should work itself out. Joe, what are your thoughts on that? On, on, this, on this upcoming game? Oh, the Raiders? Yeah, well, and what we need to do. Ah, I, I mean, it, it ought to be a, it shouldn't be that difficult, but, um, it's really gonna, it's really gonna come down to how, how injured Ben still is. Uh, I mean, this, you know, what we saw from Ben this week, this past week with the Bengals, we've seen it before. We've seen injured Ben come in and try to play with an injury, um, and not do well, not throw the ball well. Uh, the most memorable one, uh, was against the 49ers in um in Jim Harbaugh one of Jim Harbaugh's first seasons with the 49ers they had they had this great defense and uh the all the talk was about the great uh defense of the 49ers it was a night game and and Ben comes in with his with his foot taped up like a like a block yeah um and he couldn't move and he couldn't step into his throws and he threw like shit all night and he threw interceptions, and yeah, the, makes you know, the San Francisco defense looked better than it really was, um, and, uh, and and the Steelers couldn't compete. Uh, and so that's that's well, my internet decided that it didn't really like the point Joe was making. I guess because it decided, yeah, pretty exciting. Uh, so um, I have some analysis from you and Joe from last week, like a good ten second clip. Oh yeah. That might be interesting to listen to. Oh, no. Did I say something stupid? No, it's good. Oh, okay, good. You make us look smart. Okay. Uh, Tomlin said that everything was open. You know, he got a lot of balls because it was open over the middle. Yeah. Just seems like... Uh, Did Brown drop one right over the middle in this game, or was that against the Chiefs? Yeah, I don't remember. What? My internet died. Man, you got I know. It just, you need to get it. Somehow, somehow, uh, it's whenever we do this podcast uh, on like a Wednesday night, it decides, now. Nah, you know what? I'm not a fan of the podcast on Wednesday. You need to upgrade your package. Yeah, you're right. I should, you're right. I should, probably, yeah, I should probably go faster. Yep. You put such cheap shit I know. I know. That's the problem is I got the cheapo internet. Uh, I think the Bright House guy must be a Ravens fan. So you were talking about, you were talking about um, how Ben should not play hurt. 
I can maybe cut it back in. Well, I was just saying that, you know, we've seen that act before, so it didn't come as a complete shock. But what was shocking, what I was about to say when I realized the thing wasn't working anymore, so I don't know how much. No, you're good. Yeah. Got picked up, but, um, uh, is that the first drive doesn't fit with that, you know, cause when he's hurt, he's hurt. That's it, you know, so the first drive he's on. So I, I kind of feel like something happened that aggravated his injury. Um, after, you know, during the first drive or shortly after the first drive. And I, I don't remember him getting hit on the first drive. Maybe he did. Uh, but I know he got, I know he got hit on the second or third drive in the game. Uh, and he did a, he did a run and then it got, we got called for holding and it got called back. And, um, so it's just, you know, it's going to depend on whether he can throw the ball or not in this game. Um, and then uh, how much real, how much real passing was there on the first drive though? Let's see. I'm actually looking at it now, so oh, I, 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 so that's actually a rhetorical question because I'm looking at yeah. it. Yeah, but Was it's it not a lot? lot. Three three completions been had. He had a short pass to Brown. He has a short pass to Bryant, and then he has uh, the touchdown. Touchdown to uh, Brown. Yeah, that was a nice play. The touchdown. And then we had a, we had a defensive pass interference play. Yeah, that helped. It was all Bell that drive. Bell for six. Bell for uh, Bell for five. You know, Bell. For, I mean, you know, Bell for five. Bell. I think they knew that Ben could, he wasn't going to be mobile. No. I mean, we saw him where he was, guys were uh, on top of him and he tried to get away and then it was obvious he couldn't get away. And I think that when the Bengals saw that, I think it just motivated them a little more. Maybe they played, they, you know, schemed a little differently where they didn't have to worry about Ben getting out of the pocket and making big plays. I think also though the game plan coming in was to run the football much, yeah. especially with Bell. If you look at, he had three possessions in the game. He was in for three drives. We ran the ball ten times on those three drives. Angela Williams ran the ball nine times the rest of the game. And we were winning still, right? Yeah. It was ten six. It wasn't like we were playing catch up. Right, right. It was seven six for the majority of the game, but yeah, and then it became ten six. Um yeah, I think that the game plan when when Bell went out, I think they felt pressure to put more of it on Ben, to let him do his thing. Um and it, it you know, it just backfired. I don't know. How long do you guys think it's gonna take Ben to come back? Are, you, are we gonna you think we're gonna see another Ben, you know, kind of shaky performance against Oakland? Mm, I think he's still going to be a little tentative. I think it might take another week, you know, to get strength in the knee and have confidence and not have to feel like you're you're worried about where you're planting and who's around you. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, I mean, we need wins. Like, I can't, if we come back on this podcast next week with the same, like, well, Ben's still hurt, so, you know, it, Oakland got lucky, like, I, you know. That's the, 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 we were just unlucky to play them at this time. Storyline has to go away. Like, this, this <laughs> team has to turn it around. Yeah. Alright. Let's go, do you want to do score predictions for Oakland? Well, I guess, I guess if it goes on long enough, you know, where you just have no offense, then you don't get to say, you know, this is one of the best offenses in the league, but, um, anyway, yeah. just, right. just stop saying it. And eventually right. we will. We'll just right. be like, okay, well, that was, that pipe dream, you know, was so long ago that I don't even remember it anymore. Right. So, yeah, they're either going to, I mean, to, and that's pretty much to your point, they're either going to, you know, it's either going to be lights on, lights, camera, action, let's show, go time, or, you know, we're going to just shut up about best offense in the league. We're right. not in it. So we're just uh, three guys talking about football fans. We don't really know what we're talking about, right? We're just fans of the team. We've got a lot to say. We've got a lot of opinions, but really based on a lot of nothing because we never really played the game. So, there was some analysis last week that um, that 
that you guys had that I'd just like to share if you want to listen real quick here. Sure. sure. All right, so this is Joe. Antonio Brown has to have a good game. Uh, uh, Bell has to have a good game. Uh, Bryant, he's got to be involved in the game. Uh, and Ben has to be, he's got to be on. He can't beat off. The passing game has got to be on in order to win this game. There's no two ways about it. If they're not, then they're going to lose the game, and I and I do think. So, what do you think of that? <laughs> the, yeah. I mean, you know, that's. Maybe it was, I don't know, was it the obvious? But you said it, Joe. I mean, that's exactly what happened, or what we hoped wouldn't happen. Yeah, what's funny is, though, that it, but for a, but for but for a few first downs late in the game, or a you know a uh, you know a bad pass, or uh, maybe Bell's playing late in the game, he um, can make a few first downs uh, on the ground without throwing it. Um, the Steelers might have won the game without all of that happening. They were in it still at the end of the game. They played the whole game without doing all those things, and and they still had the lead, and they still might have won the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, uh, well, you know, I, I likened, um, this week to, uh, you know, a Ferrari stuck behind a semi. I kind of, I like that analogy. I don't know if anybody else did, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed thinking it up and sharing it with you. And, um, you know, every once in a while you punch your Ferrari and you find out it needs to go to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this was, uh, some of Tony's analysis last week. You know, the, the, I guess the worst case scenario here is that Ben does come out rusty, but it manifests itself in turnover. He's overthrowing guys, and it, it lands in safety's hands. Or balls are getting tipped, and weird things are happening. But those are. But that's not. I mean, that's just a. That's a. So that's a. Pretty and, you know, the, that, the next thing I say. The next thing I say is that's just another fluky thing. It'll be another fluky game for us to have. Which it turns out, we come on this podcast and we go, well, you know, Bell got hurt and. Ben was off, and it was just, you know, all the stars aligned for the Bengals to win. But it's like the fourth time we've said that this year. But, yeah, I know you're right. I mean, the, yeah. if the passes are high, if Ben is off, then, yeah, this, then we were going to have problems. And, yeah. Tony hit it. I hate being right. Didn't I predict a blowout, though? Didn't I predict, like, a crazy 28-3 or something? I picked, um, I picked a very high-scoring game, and I really believed it was going to be. And so I went all in on the Steelers, big guys. Matter of fact, FanDuel said, you can't pick this many Steelers. Uh, and it <laughs> turned all red and shit. I never uh, seen. Uh, so I had to like cut off some Steelers. Um, and you know, the genius that I am, one of them that I cut off was Heath Miller, um, who had probably the best game he would ever <laughs> Steeler, yeah. Um, yeah, he was the one not to cut. And, uh, yeah, so that didn't happen. So I lost all my FanDuel money. So, Tony, I think you predicted 27-17, if I remember right. Joe, I don't remember yours, but I do remember mine. So we just heard both of your great analysis, and now we're just going to hear a little bit of mine. Uh-oh. It's not there. Anyway, 33-27, Steelers win in a high-scoring game. Wow. Exciting game. That is an exciting game. So uh, if you're playing fantasy, pick some of the Steelers this week. <laughs> so how did that work out? Or don't. <laughs> Or don't, you know, or don't. I think you meant to say pick Giants or Saints. Yeah, yeah. Is that really what you yeah. meant? Yeah, I think that's what the game I was talking about. I mean, hey, so, listen, I'd rather lose 16 to 10 than lose 52 to 49. Yep, so just three guys sitting around, not knowing what we're talking about. Sometimes we hit, sometimes we miss. You know, you do 160 podcasts, I guess. Occasionally you're going to say something that's remotely true, right? <laughs>
every now and then. So we're ready to do score predictions for Oakland. For Oakland, yeah. I guess uh, uh, I guess it all comes down to Ben, right? Either either Ben turns it over or he doesn't. You know, we either win or lose. Either Ben, if Ben's on, I think we kill him. I, I do think that the offense. Look, San Francisco was not that long ago, and it's with a worse. Uh, you know, it's without Bryant. Um, it's with, but it's with 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 Williams. You know. I, you just got to not turn the ball over against this team. That's it. That's it. Don't give Oakland short fields. They're not going to move the ball on us, uh, or they're not going to put up points on us. They're going to kick field goals. Um, they're going to turn the ball over. I mean, this is a this is a classic, like, 23-9 to 9 game if it plays out like it should. But then there's, like, the, the you know, the, the, the community darkest timeline where it's like, oh, Ben threw another two picks, and this was a really close game. And either the Steelers, like, squeak one out 20-17 to 17, or we're on the opposite end of that and we lose 20-17. to 17. But I guess my, if I had to predict that, I would predict, like, you know, 23-9. to 9. I think it's going to be closer to what you just said uh, prior to that. I think it's going to be – I like the 23 score, so I'm going to go with that, you know, getting some field goals. And uh, but I think it's gonna be close. I think the I think the Raiders are gonna surprise us and find some ways to score. Maybe even have a, the long touchdown that we haven't seen against our defense. I'm not hoping for that, but uh, so I think it's gonna be 23-17. I think that um, they're playing pretty well, the Raiders. They are, but you gotta. I mean, I know that there's no good team, so you can't say, well, who would they beat? Because you know, there's no one to beat. But again, you, know, you look at their schedule, and it's like, okay, they they beat the Ravens, Browns, Chargers, Jets, like. That's not entirely yeah. the who's who. Of, and who's their quarterback? It's Carr, isn't it's it? Derek he's, Carr, yeah. He's a rookie. He's a second, he's year. A second year. Second year. I mean, you got to think Butler's got to take advantage of of his inexperience. Yeah. Right. And especially if two if two it's back. Um, I mean, we got to bring the house. Joe, what do you think? Well, I think Carr is an exciting quarterback, um, and uh, the Raiders are better than they've been in a long time. Um, I don't know how well they're going to do coming east to, to Pittsburgh, and I don't know what they're going to run into when they get to Pittsburgh. Um, I do think they are going to be able to score. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be as low a scoring game as, as you guys are saying. And um, whether the Steelers win the game is really going to be largely up to Ben and whether he can throw the ball. Um, and, and that's really it. Um, and whether he's going to throw these turnovers and these high passes that get tipped up and picked off and all the stupid crap that can happen in a football game when you throw the ball a lot, and you don't throw it well. Um, so uh, I live by a rule, and I lose my money by my rules. Um, so I do put my money where my where my heart is, um, and that is uh, I never, ever predict a Steeler loss, and I never, ever, ever uh, predict um, uh, division opponents to win, and so I rarely bet on them, um, even when, they, when you probably should. Um, so this week, having said all of that, um, this week uh, the Steelers, the Steelers, I think, are going to hit stride on offense. I think they will break thirty. I think they will score thirty-one points, and they're going to give up some points. Uh, I think they win thirty-one twenty-three Steelers, but they're going to struggle early in the game with um, with the Raiders putting up some points early. I'm, I'm interested. Okay, so. We talked earlier about why I think the dam's going to break. It's like I, I keep I, – well, not that I think it's going to break, but I just expect – every time I watch them play, I expect the dam to break. But this on is defense. Second, on defense. This is the second week yeah. in a row now that you've, you've both predicted high-scoring games for our other for the other team where we expect that the other team is going to score on this defense. So I guess you guys asked me earlier why do I think that the defense should – the dam should burst. 
What, why? What about the defense makes you think? Well, this is the week that it that we stop holding teams to under twenty. I kind of alluded to my reason earlier in the podcast uh, when I was asking you guys questions about the defense, um, and I I mentioned that there were some key turnovers and missed field goals against particularly the the Cardinals and the Bengals that easily easily could have gone the other way. Um, and those could have been been scores, uh, and I think sooner or later that that those those manifest themselves into scores. The defense gives up too many yards to not give up points, um, so I, I don't know what that phenomena is. Uh, it's working out for the Steelers up to now, um, and unfortunately for the Steelers, they can't always put up very many points. They haven't been able to put up very many points, so it hasn't been enough. It's been it's been too little. Um, so I think um, sooner or later that breaks, and I think that this type of offense, the the, the Raiders' offense is the old, um, they remind me of the Jim Plunkett Raiders, where it was just the bombs away Raiders, um, and they, every pass was like a 50-yarder, you know, uh, and, and that's what this offense reminds me of. I haven't seen that much of it, but when I do see it, it's that, uh, and... Uh, and so I think um, I think they're going to get some points on the Steelers. The other the other part of that I also I think I alluded to is that the Steelers offense doesn't put pressure on the other offense to go for it. Like we have to keep up, you know, we have to keep up, we have to get points, we have to must must must, you know, we got to go go go. Um, we don't we don't have big leads on teams, so they're not coming at our our defense like that. Um, so that's why. Okay, it's, it's interesting. Um, I mean, I, I think that it's, uh, I mean, the last two games, or, or Cincinnati is a good offense, so I just assumed they were going to put up some points yeah. uh, on any defense, and then, you know, especially the Steelers defense, which is up and coming, so it seems. The Raider offense is, I mean, they're not like the Bengals, but they got, you know, Crabtree and Amari Cooper, good receivers. They like to throw the ball, and Latavius Murray is a good back. I mean, I remember him in college, and, uh, he averaged 5.7 yards a carry last game. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's big and he might be hard to pull down. So I, I just think that, um, I think they're going to play well. I just, uh, I kind of think that we're going to give up a big play. Just have, just maybe because we haven't given up one in so long, it's going to happen. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, just, I, I agree with you guys. I mean, I do think, like, like you said, Joe, I think you can't give up this many yards and expect that you're always going to make that stop or always get that turnover. I mean, we are eight games in now. You know, we have an eight game sample size and it's happened almost every week. But, I, you know, I, I agree that at some point, at some point, it's going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to turn bad for this team. Um, I, you know, I just don't know when that's going to be. I hope it's, I hope it's not against Oakland. I hope that we would, it would be against a better offense than Oakland. I mean, we have, we have some teams coming up, uh, that maybe, you know, we have that stretch where it's Seahawks, Colts, Bengals, Broncos. I mean, that's that's the real test for this defense. But I, I think, yeah, I think you guys are right. I mean, it could happen against Oakland. And, and But the other thing that could happen against Oakland that counters that is that the offense at some point can find itself. Um, I don't think, you know, Ben's injury, hopefully, you know, he figures it out or um, he just learns to deal with it. But, I, you know, I don't, I don't expect that we're the kind of offense that is going to be stuck in neutral all season scoring between – you know, 10 and 20 points. I think the, the Steeler offense that scores 20 plus a game is still, it's still capable. It's still out there. Just gotta, it's just gotta figure out, okay, Ben, you gotta stop turning the ball over. AB, you gotta, you know, get your head out of your ass with the whole, yeah, I gotta have the ball every play thing. And then we gotta figure out a way to work D'Angelo in this offense that makes sense for him. 
and then we go back to winning football games. And then and, and to talk about the AFC for a second and look around the AFC, um, I mean it's such a down year for the AFC outside of outside of the the Patriots, Bengals, Broncos who are all undefeated. But if you go if you go down a step from that, um, the Jets are four and three, but they just lost to the Raiders. Uh, the Bills are three and four. The Dolphins are three and four. Those two teams play each other this week, actually, and, that, and I mean you got to expect that that's a loser leaves town match, right? I mean that is that is a you are eliminated from the playoffs game. They lose it. Um, we're four and four. Oakland's four and three, and you got you got other teams that are three and five. I don't know. Do we include the three and five teams in our in a in a playoff discussion right now? Uh, three and five might be too much to include. I think a team that that could be four and four after this week, or or even four and five. They could they could like win the last four games and get to nine and seven and make the playoffs possibly. Right. So then you those know, teams. So those they teams, could get hot. Yeah, those teams are Houston. Well, Indy's leading that division right now at three and five. Houston's three and five. Jacksonville's two and five. So they could be three and five. Um, and then Kansas City worked its way up to three and five. Yeah, three and five seems too much to overcome, uh, unless you're in the AFC South and you're going to win the division. <laughs> yeah, you can win the yeah yeah you could you could you know I think I mean the Tennessee Titans who just fired their Coach, our man Ken Wisenhunt. Right, right. They're two games out. Yeah, two games or, back is it even first. two? It's, a, it's like one and a half game out, isn't it? Um, yeah, 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 because yeah, they're one and six. They're one yeah. and six. One and six, and they're one and a half games out of first place. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I mean, they got to start. They got. They got to disband. They got to disband that conference. That the division. It's been the. It's been the worst division uh, for a while now. You, you got to just. Eh, all right, we're done. done. Well, we can they? Can they do a coup? Can the NFL have a certain type of a coup where they just force? The owners to sell the teams, <laughs> all all of them. Yeah, they suck. Oh. You suck as an owner, as a group. The four of you suck, and you can't compete. And so we are for you. Must we're compelled well, to sell your franchise. You have to. They need to do what EPL does. Just relegate. Relegate. Them. Yeah. Make them earn their way back. I like well, that. Well, that would be a lot. They're of, talking about a minor league. That, that would create a lot, a lot of interest um, in the NFL. If they did that. that would be the NFL's version relegation would be the NFL's version of the college playoffs. The most exciting thing you could do with the league at this point. Send teams down. You would have to create more. The problem is player dispersal would be a problem at that point because you would actually lower the overall talent of the league itself because you would have more teams. Um, so you'd have, you know, the players would be spread out further. And then the problem is, you know, you could have, a, like, a weird thing happen where, like, you have a good team that goes down. and now you know, that's like saying college football is not exciting. It is exciting. No, no, it's exciting. So, so spread it out. Who cares? But I think you know, you go back and watch like NFL Europe or whatever. It's eh, or the XFL. Nobody wants to watch that. Like that will not be like that. No, I don't, I don't. Right, I don't think it would be like that. But I do think that the lower leagues would be like that. And also, you would have. Well, I mean, you and you have this. You would have to change a lot of the rules because soccer works very differently than the NFL. Soccer doesn't have a salary cap and everything. You know, like in in soccer, when you when you go down to the second division, then you just sell off all your good guys because you know you're not going to make any money anymore. And then when you want to go back, you know, if you want to make a push to go back up, you're risking spending all this money and not even be able to make it back up to the, the first division or whatever. Anyway, I, you, they would have to change a lot. But I, 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 I agree that soccer well, is it'd be exciting. No, yeah, I agree. It's a soccer soccer system is very cool, and it's but it's very unique to soccer. Um, but I think the the if you could do something about the AFC South, uh, Roger Goodell, that would be nice because it's terrible, and we're gonna force the owners to sell. I think you know we could see a. a is it possible? We we thought that one year we were going to see a six and ten team make the playoffs. Now 
We didn't see that. We saw they were seven and nine, or they, maybe they were eight and eight that year. No, I think they were seven and nine when they made the playoffs. The Panthers were last year. Is it possible? Uh, it, this it is, is. This is the division that's finally six and ten and makes the playoffs. I mean, basically, if they do just as good as they did in the first half, they'll end up six and ten. They ha- they're going to have to do better than they did in the first half of the season. One of the teams is going to have to do better in order to end up at least seven and nine. Yeah. Now the problem the problem you have is they play each other. So you're going to disperse some uh, wins around there. Get some wins that way. Yeah, they ha- someone has to win. I mean, let's say tie. So, so back to our question. So the teams that you know that are not three and five, that are higher than three and five right now, that the Steelers are going to contend with for the playoffs are the the Jets at four and three, the Bills at three and four, the Dolphins at three and four, the Raiders and, at four and three, and the Raiders at four and three. So how many teams is that? One, two, four. three, four, and us. us. So five teams looking for two spots. But again, the Bills and Dolphins are both three and four, and they play each other. So that's a loss. You're, you're chalking a loss up this week. Uh, you know, so one of those teams ends up ends this week three and five, and I think at three, I mean, and three and five you can kind of cross them off. This is a big tiebreaker game for the Steelers. I mean, you really you got to beat the Raiders so you can beat them in a tiebreaker just to get in the dance. Yeah. What a, what a, what happened in this year that we're 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 fighting for with the friggin' Raiders for the last wild card spot. I mean, I don't, I don't even know that we're in for the last. I think we might get in the first wild card spot. No. Hey, and there, there's always the chance, be optimistic again, that the Steelers get on the little wall that we talked about. I mean, even without Le'Veon, if you picture this offense in your mind the way you thought it was at the beginning of the season, they could go five wide. They could just be high-flying offense and, and, and get going. And let's say they do, and let's say the Bengals be the Bengals, and they, and they start to choke down the stretch. This Thursday night, Jan, Johnny Manziel, don't be surprised. If the Bengals totally overlook this game, it's a short week. I know they're at home. They're coming off a big win. They're they're patting themselves in the back. They're believing That's right. themselves. We just did it. We you know we should. Yeah. We're, they just arrived. locked up the division. Yeah. And here come the Browns, a, a division opponent. Always play division opponents tough. Don't be surprised if the problem is the problem is our conference record sucks, so we can't even beat them on that tiebreaker. That's true. There's almost no way we win the division. Well, no, I take that back. We are or our conference record. I okay. see our division record. We have two losses in the division, and they would have two if we beat them again, and then they lost to the Browns. And lost the Browns, and or we would beat them once, not again. We beat them once. We would lose on conference record because our conference the, record sucks. Oh, it's a common could, opponents after that. I think it is common opponents. They could still choke down the stretch, though. Well, they have a tough schedule. Then they, you know, they don't have a, they, you know, it's not, it's not, an, it's not a breezy schedule for them. We went over this last week, but. Uh, you know, they still have the Cardinals, Rams, us, and Broncos left. Everybody will be gunning for them now that they're 7-0. and Yeah. Yeah. They're on everybody's radar. The whole league is taking notice. And when you when everybody comes to play them, when it's their turn to take a shot at the undefeated Bengals, um, they're going to get the best shot. They're going to get the hardest shot they can, they, that whoever those guys are can deliver. It's going to get a lot harder to win now. And the Bengals are notoriously – chokers in this latter half of the season so we're getting in the you know go to thanksgiving and then start choking up the season we need it well we, we we realistically need them to lose four games and we need to not lose again and those four games all have to be conference games <laughs> i'm not talking about no. i mean they, about the division is choking. just so out of reach i'm not talking about stealing the division from them anymore i mean dude you're there you, know, you lost a tiebreaker to them and um, well, not necessarily. If you beat them again, then you didn't lose the tiebreaker. How many four games behind? Four. The four are four games. We're, we're not going to go twelve and four. Now we could go eleven and five. We can go eleven and five. Yeah, eleven and five. They could go ten and six. You don't think they can go? What would it be? Three and six down the stretch? 
Holy shit. That's a collapse. It would have to collapse. If anyone Bengals can do it. A collapse for the I mean, an absolute collapse. Yeah, no, even so by Bengals standards, that's pretty hurt. Mm-hmm. I'll say this, Mike: if Manziel can beat him Thursday night, then it's then, then, then it's the choke it's, is on. <laughs> choke is on. Hey, I remember way back when the Dolphins were nine. If they lose four games this year, though, I think we just lost Mike. Two at one time ended up nine. Yeah, I know. I'm here. Yeah, I know. My internet's doing cool things with your voice. Um yeah, well, we've seen some teams. Yeah, we've seen that. We've seen them go. Yeah, ninety two to ninety seven, and then we've seen other teams who, who do what the Steelers need to do. And you start four and four, and then you just oh, the light bulb comes on, and like we, what we, you know, what we need to do. You know, the the model for what we need to do is exactly what Seattle did last year, which is everybody wrote them off, and they went, oh, Seattle's Seattle's bad. They're you know they're no good. They're whatever they were. They were four and four, I think, at this point time last year. And you know how many games they lost on the stretch last year? Exactly zero. They went their way right to the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying we're going to go to the Super Bowl, but um, the if you're looking for, like, what the Steelers need to do, it's what Seattle did last year, which is figure it out. You're not a bad team. You don't, you have talent, and the Steelers certainly have that. They have talent. Um, yeah, they, they were 3-3, three and three actually, and then they only they lost one game down the stretch. They finished the year 12-4. and four. Um, But that that is the model, right? Seattle Seahawks are a very similar team to us in that they had a ton of talent, but somehow they ended they, they they screwed their way up to three and three, and then they you know they said you know what actually no we're we're actually a good football team, and they just turned it on for the rest of the year, lost one time and made it all the way to the Super. Bowl. That's the model for the Steelers. Get your head out of your ass. This is a team that has way more talent than the teams we're playing and losing to. Um, ben, don't turn the ball over. Defense, keep doing what you're doing. Brown, Bryant, do your thing. Williams, do your thing, and it's all fine. The talent is there. Just don't screw up. We have good coaching. Like there's no reason for this team. To, to be like, if we're fighting nine and seven at the end of the year, that means who do we lose to? Like, who are the teams that we would lost to? To, do we have three more losses in us? Who are they? To the Raiders? Why? If you lost to the Raiders, why are you a playoff team? Uh, if, you know, we're gonna lose to Seahawks, and Seahawks is the only one I can maybe make an argument for. We're not gonna, if we lose to the Colts, and the Colts are terrible. Lose to the Bengals again, now you got swept by your division rival. Terrible. Broncos, eh, I mean, I can make a case for the Broncos game. But then you got Ravens and Browns, you're not losing those to those teams, and you're, and tell me you're a legitimate playoff team. So, again, it's, you know, just, Get your head out of your ass and win some football games, Steelers. Okay, so when we're eleven and five at the end of the season, I'm marking this tape and we're going to play this back. <laughs> Good job, Tony. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it's just what a frustrating. Well, what a frustrating all of the year things, the 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 um, you know, the bad news Steelers from the beginning of the year, all the unfortunate, but for this, but for that. Um, if that's all true, then then Steelers should win a bunch of games, and you know. The only way, the only way the Steelers keep losing is if the unfortunate things keep happening. Unfortunate things are, you know, guys that can't play. Right. But players that are, players who, who are, um, they're key to the Steelers' personality, who the team is. Um, if those play, if they can't play, well then. They can't play, Steelers can't win. Period. Yeah. Yeah. That is the team. The team is your guys. So. Yeah. What, uh, so you guys, did you, did you guys watch the, the Broncos Packers game? Did you guys get a chance to see that, the, the shellacking that was Denver and Green Bay? I thought that was a very interesting game, just as far as we're, if we're talking about, you know, the powerhouses of the NFL. Cause I think everybody agreed going into that game that it was, that was two versus three, right? Green Bay number two, Denver number three. I think everybody came out with a very different opinion. It is very surprising. I mean, I, I'm surprised to see Aaron Rodgers held down by anyone like that. Yeah. 
That was a, I haven't seen that in a long time. And not just held on. I mean, he was held to 70 yards <laughs> passing, 50 net, when you, if you include the sacks, and there was only 50 yards passing. Um, they had no running game to speak of. It was a very eye-opening game as far as, whoa, Denver's defense is, like, legitimately good. Forget about all the talk about Peyton Manning. You know, you need – you have – you're asking Peyton Manning to do what John Elway was asked to do at the end of last year, or at the end of his career, which was Elway was, you know, was just, hey, you have Terrell Davis, just hand off, manage the game, and don't lose it because you have a great team around you. Now you're asking Peyton Manning to do the same thing. And I think if there's a quarterback in this league who's capable of just doing that role, like just don't screw it up for the rest of your team because you got this thing if you don't screw it up. That's what it seemed to me like we just watched the Denver Broncos say to the NFL, is we got this thing on defense, so as long as Manning doesn't screw it up for us, we got this. Yeah, that's ironic. But, you know, Manning threw for 340 yards in that game, so maybe he's coming on a little bit. Right. Well, that was the other part of it is that the offense actually – their offense – it wasn't just like a Trent Dilfer game manager mode. It was like they went for the kill, and they, they put up points. But the thing that's strange to me is uh, when I'm looking at the stats here, the Broncos had the ball for 33 minutes, close to 34, which it, that's a that's an advantage time of possession. But not that big that Aaron Rodgers only threw 22 passes. I mean, he's 14 of 22. I don't understand that. They didn't have, and they only ran the ball 21 times, so what, they had 43 plays? I don't know, maybe it was, maybe that is a lot of time in possession. Yeah, I mean, they, they were, they were completely, you know, and when you watch Rodgers go back to pass, he was never comfortable. He was, che- he never threw a long pass, he was checking everything down. I think, you know, their leading receiver had 27 yards, it was Randall Cobb. And he, you know, his average, uh, his average catch was four and a half yards. Yeah, I guess there were three sacks in here too. So that yeah. three more plays. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a uh, it was an atrocious offensive performance by Green Bay. They had one possession where they really looked like an offensive football team, uh, and everything else was just awful. But I, I, I think it said way more about Denver than it did about Green Bay. I think Green Bay will eventually be okay. Uh, Denver, though, I mean, that's... so I started thinking, who can New England lose to when you look at their schedule? And they do have Denver on the schedule, mm-hmm. so. That defense against that offense. Yeah, it's in Denver. In Denver. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you, that's that's the one. You know, what's funny is the Patriots have their two nemesis, like their two nemesis on the on the schedule in uh, in a couple weeks here. They have the Giants on the fifteenth of November, and then two weeks later they play uh, Peyton. So, if the Patriots are going to lose, it's going to be one of those two games. Everything else on their schedule is cupcake. Eagles, Texans, Titans, they have their division games. They have the Redskins this week. I mean, they're going to kill everybody else. So that's another thing that we can kind of root for is, uh, let's say we get the Bengals in the first round of the playoffs. We go 8-8, eight and eight, make the playoffs, get the Bengals, we knock them out, and then we have to go to New England, and they're undefeated, and then we knock them out. I mean, it's too good to be true. That's too good to be true. We will get crushed. We'll get crushed not because we, not because we can't beat New England, not because we're not good enough. But just because that's just a, it's just too good to be true. <laughs> we could dream about it. Yeah, I mean, I was dreaming. I was already dreaming about meeting New England in the playoffs because I felt like this team with the offense that we should have had um, and the way the defense was getting better and better every week that it, you know it, it kind of felt like you know the the bookend season of you start with the Patriots and in the playoffs you meet the Patriots one more time and you know let's do this thing for real because now we've got our full complement. You don't get to play us with your cheater. Uh, celebration and what we don't have Bell or Bryant, but but the football gods had other things. So 
All right. That's going to do it for Steeler Country this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. The website is SteelerCountryPodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash SteelerCountryPodcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash SteelerCountry. If you do, you will be notified because we do this thing live every Tuesday night. Um, You can find us on YouTube. Uh, You're going to have to go to the website to get the YouTube channel. I'll never remember the the URL of the YouTube. Uh, But we do this thing live. You can watch us live on YouTube or Twitch. Uh, and if you want to subscribe to this podcast, you can find us on iTunes or Stitcher. You can find links to easily subscribe to those podcast to the podcast on the website again. That's SteelerCountryPodcast.com. We will see you next week after we play the Oakland Raiders. And by the way, uh, just so you guys know, I am two for two now. When I end the podcast saying we're gonna you know, after we win this game, it's two for two. I said we were gonna beat the Chiefs. We lost. I said we were gonna beat the the Bengals at the end of last week's podcast. We lost. Didn't say it this week, so. Chalk it up, W. I wouldn't count that as two for two. I count that as zero for two. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm two for two on my jinx. Like if I was trying to jinx the team, I did it. Gotcha. I did it twice. Thanks for not trying to jinx the team this week. <laughs> I went out of my way not to jinx. The team. Actually, it wasn't like a trying thing. <sighs> uh, I had an editorial that you didn't let me do. What? I wanted to do an editorial. You have one more thing. I we did. could do you know, one you more thing. You got to tell me you got it one more thing. I can't. Yeah. Well, usually you go, you got anything else. Oh, do you have one, anything else? Okay. You guys got anything else? But you didn't ask. Do you guys got anything else? <laughs> Joe has one more thing. It's a, got, downer. it's a downer. I think you could do it after the podcast ends. It's a downer anyway. It's oh. just, uh, it's just, uh, I, I was, I, after Bell went out, you know, I was like, God almighty, this is like wrecking football amongst all the other things that are wrecking football. The, the injury thing is just like, it's like horrible. And it's every game you watch, there's somebody. It doesn't have to be necessarily a key player or somebody that you even know. But every single game you watch, every week, there's somebody that goes out. And lots of times they're, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, this guy's out for the whole season. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's horrible for the players, and it's 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 horrible for the for the game uh, and for the fans. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was thinking about it, and I always, I always just to chalk it up to, well, the guys are bigger, stronger, faster now. And that's why there's more of these injuries than, than it seems like there used to be. I, I mean, I, I don't remember, I don't remember players going out every single game right. in the 80s. And I don't it's remember guys missing whole seasons, um, on, as a regular thing. It was like, it was like, holy crap, this guy's going to miss the rest of the season. What the hell happened? And that was a rarity. That didn't happen all the time. Seems like it. I, I'm sure guys were injured on a weekly basis, but you're right. Out for the season. And they were serious I don't remember injuries, that. But but they. It seems like they were less frequent. Maybe I just watched yeah. the wrong games. Oh. So what else we got? Um. So my thing is. So I, as I think about that, I said, well, I, I you always attribute it to the guys are just bigger, stronger, faster. So the impacts are harder. The muscles are bigger, but the bones are not. Right. So you can't take it. Mm-hmm. So. Guys break down, but I think there. I think some of it has to be caused by the use of these performance-enhancing drugs. All the illegal stuff, or that maybe it's not even illegal, but it's not supposed to be used in the league. And and you know it is. And I think the league turns its head um, purposely and and bows down to the players' union on this crap and and lets it get lets it go on for the same reason that baseball. Knew what was going on with McGuire and, and Sosa and said, you know what, our sport, because of our dopey strike we did, you know, two years earlier, no one cares about us anymore and this is going to save our sport. So let them juice up if they want to. How uh, do they, I mean, I don't think they, I don't yeah, I, I think, 
I think that it is because I think it is because of PD. It's funny you say this because today Brady Quinn, uh, former you know former Browns quarterback, uh, you know he has a radio show now and he he said this. He said I think you know he said when well, he used like the quote like I'm not gonna be a whistleblower here like I don't have inside knowledge basically but I think it's because of PEDs like, I think people are using I think it's um and I think everyone he he drew it up to HGH which is basically in detect. Oh, you can't test for that. You can't test for that. The only way you can test for it is if you can test them if they've used it in the last 48 hours, which would mean that you would have to be incredibly lucky to catch someone. Perfect timing testing. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I mean, unless they're just not testing a lot for PEDs, I mean, some guys do get caught for PEDs, and but if you think that there's many more players doing it, then why aren't more players getting caught? Or you just saying they're turning their heads to some players? But they're not testing it very often. Yeah, there was one thousand. Uh, I mean, that's funny. There was an article like written just today, so we actually have stats of like how many tests they run. There was one thousand three hundred thirty-five tests last year, or in the last year. That's one test per player, basically, right? Uh, how many players are there in the NFL? Yeah, there's probably like twelve hundred times fifty is fifteen hundred. So yeah. do the odd math, and it's going to be sixteen hundred or something. So they did 1,300, so it's less than one test per player in a year. Yeah, so they're not testing. And that's, and that's exactly what I'm getting at. What I'm saying is... Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's just for their... That's just for HGH. That's just their testing for HGH. Testing for that, which yeah. is... Yeah, so you're saying it's only only every two days. Uh, I mean, I don't know how... I, uh, yeah. I don't know how you stop that, that something that's that hard to find. Uh, what I was going to say was I think that you increase the testing um, to the point where... You get tested um, before you play every game, every single week. You you got to piss into a cup, or you got to give a blood test, or whatever. Yeah. And that's the league rules. And and I, I, honest to God, I don't think the players' union should. I believe they will. They would stand in the way of that, but they should not. Um, because part of the part of the reason that some of the guys are doing it is because they feel like if I don't do this, the other guys do, and then I can't play. Well, that's right. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're going to get cut. Then, you know, some guys at the end of the roster. Yeah. So, so you just come in and you say, absolutely no more of this. And we're going to test every single, during the football season, we're testing every single week. Um, if you want to play football, you have to submit to the test and that's it. Um, and, uh, uh, and then when you get caught, you know, whatever the penalties are, obviously you're not playing that game. Um, and then, you know, maybe you're not going to play however many more, and, and it should be you don't play and you lose one-sixteenth of your salary. Whatever your negotiated salary is, including bonuses and all the other shit, you lose one-sixteenth of it for that year, whatever it is. Um, it's got to be real, and, and they got to stop it because it's because it's doing it's doing a number of things. It's ruining the guys' lives, for one thing. Um, everybody knows it's not good for them. Um, it encourages younger younger players uh, that aren't even professionals to do this crap in the hopes that they can be a professional um uh and it's and it's ruining the game um i mean you, you can't even watch your guys playing well i don't think it had anything to do with bell's injury this particular week i mean a knee is a knee you get hit like that your knee's gonna bust up and, and you're you're gonna have a problem but um uh but i i think a lot of these injuries have to do are stemming from the use of this stuff uh, and and if they stop it and they mean it, uh, it'll be good for it'll be good for everybody, including the sport and the fans. Um, le- least importantly, though, the fans. Most importantly, uh, the guys themselves and the and the young people that aspire to be players that are that feel like they have to do this crap. Um, 
I mean, I think you're definitely right that the players are bigger, stronger, faster. You know, that, but why, why? But why are they bigger, stronger, faster? I mean, is it just you know better conditioning, weightlifting, and eating, or is it PEDs as well? I think it's I think it's part of it at the very least. The other thing is, and, and specific to Bell's injury is a, to- a totally different topic. Tackling is different now. The guys guys run into each other. They like I don't mean they run in. That's a terrible way of putting it. They like they like throw their bodies. They right? knock you down like they they, they like hurdle themselves at at your lower body to take out your legs, right? Which is a good yeah. way to tackle or a good way to bring down something big is to take out its legs, right? Like in Star Wars, because we've got Star Wars coming up. you got the Imperial Walkers. You tie up their legs, you knock them down. Otherwise, they're way too big. Um, so uh, that that leads to all these, these knee injuries that we hear about every single week. Can't go low on a quarterback because of that and, and all this. But years ago, it wasn't an issue. Why? Because that wasn't a tackling style. There was, even Nobody used to dive at legs. If somebody dove at somebody's legs instead of wrapping and lifting and driving – Okay, then they would have been cut from Chuck Knoll's Steelers. They couldn't be, you couldn't play defense like that. That's why they're so, I've been complaining for years. There's so many missed tackles, uh, and it's because the tackling style is different. It's a dumb tackling style. I don't understand it. Um, it, uh, it leads to missed tackles, and I think it adds to injuries, specifically knee injuries. So it ought to be illegal. Shouldn't even be able to tackle. You know, wrap, you know, wrap, uh, lift and drive. That's how you tackle. I wonder if they can enforce that. That the tackle's not real. You're not down unless, unless the guy wraps you up. Like you can get up and continue running if they just bump you and you fall down. What do you think of that? Uh. <laughs> it's almost like you have to, you know, have two hand touch while you're on the ground. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's not something. Okay. I, I'm going to change the subject. Tony, I know uh, we're ready to go, but I got one more thing. Yep. This is quick. So we heard Ken Wisenhunt got fired today, I think it was. Yep. Which is, I think it's ridiculous. You should give a guy with an offensive mind like that a chance with a young quarterback like Mariota. However, who knows if there's internal stuff going on there. But that kind of opens the door for, going to be the first to say it here, you haven't heard it yet, have you? Chip Kelly is going to leave Philadelphia and be the next coach of the Tennessee Titans. What do you think you're of that? This, you're actually not the first I'm not the first. To, oh, you're not man. the first person to say that today. It was all over the internet. I, th- I think, I think, but I think people are just trolling. I mean, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, Almost no chance he leaves. Chip Kelly's going to tank the season now, so he gets fired, and Tennessee already has a deal with him. Here's the thing about Ken Wisenhunt, though, uh, and I know this is controversial to say because this is a Steelers podcast, and he's a former Steeler. But like, are we sure he was a good coach ever? His records, you know, do you know his? He's only had one winning record as a coach ever. In his head whole coach. head coach, I'm sorry, two. He had two winning seasons ever. He went nine and seven and went to the Super Bowl. And then he went ten and six the next year. He has every other year he's had a losing year or he, they went eight and eight. Um, with Tennessee, this one I couldn't believe, so I had to look it up, uh, and it's true. With Tennessee, it was one and twenty. Well, okay, someone wrote this tweet, which I thought was funny, so I'll just say the same with. The Ken Wisenhunt is one and twenty as a Titans coach. As Titans coach. When he has less than eight months to prepare for the game, now that's kind of a crappy way of, you know. But it, but the point there is he's only, he won he won his opening day both years. He's been one no, and he's only won one other game. So he's three and twenty. Yeah, he's three and yeah, twenty. Yeah, you see that stat. That's pretty bad. Three and twenty. Yeah, it is. I mean, look, I don't get I don't get firing your head like 
you're going to let him take Mariota. Like, you, it's got to buy him at least to the end of the season. But, I, I mean, I don't know. The problem was, I thought it was really weird when they hired Wizenhunt to be the head coach of Tennessee. Because yeah. well, he was they had no offensive weapons at the time. Right, right, right. right. They were terrible last year. And I don't think they were that bad in 2013. I don't remember. Maybe they were, but I don't remember Tennessee being that bad in 2013, were they? Tennessee was 7-9 and in 2013. Then they were 2-12, and 12, or 2-14 and 14 last year. They really went off Tennessee the is one of the worst organizations in the league. Um, what's his name? Fisher left there, and, you know, he's a successful coach, um, and he was a successful coach for them. Took him to the yeah. Um They're the dumbasses that left Houston. Um, you know, why they left Houston to go to Nashville, you know, is beyond me. Seems like the, the Houston team down there is, you know, it's, it's got more of an identity than the Tennessee team has still to this day. Um, hmm. it just doesn't. Good point. Uh, so my boy Wizenhunt, I don't think you're giving him a fair shake there, Tony. Uh, I think he went to, I think he went out to, um, the Cardinals. Now, were the Cardinals a contender? I don't think they were a contender. They had a bunch of nothing out there when he left the Steelers. I and, mean, he, he rediscovered, uh, Kurt Warner, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then he, and then he went and searched. He took that kid from USC, Liner, who looked like he was going to be good. Come play. Um, so right, he, goes, benched, he actually, the, the one thing he did is he benched him and put Warner in, which was a good move. And everyone thought Warner was like done. And uh, how, did he get Palmer, or did Palmer was at a Arians pickup? That's Bruce Arians. He wasn't uh, so so he was ever so he never after Warner left he never had a quarterback and Arians couldn't do crap without um, Carson. Uh, you know when Carson went down last year, the Cardinals were regarded as uh, one of the two or three best teams in the NFC, uh, and they were no longer a factor immediately. So it's not like, oh, uh, Arians is, you know, such a genius. You, you have to have a quarterback in this league to be competitive. We've talked about that yep. on this podcast. Uh, yeah, but, but at the same time. After Warner like, left Arizona for his entire tenure in Arizona, uh, he couldn't come up with a quarterback. Now maybe that some of that is his fault. Now he goes to Tennessee where they ha- they have absolutely nothing. They pick up a young quarterback who has a lot of promise. This guy's got a good track record with young quarterbacks. Case in point, Ben Lott Roethlisberger in Super Bowl 2005. Uh, and and uh, they they fire him halfway through the season. Oh, I, evidencing I, their shit organization. I got something that's unprecedented here. This is what's going to happen. Uh, Chuck Pagano is going to get fired next week by the Colts. Oh, yes, 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 that is going to happen. And they're going to hire Wizenhunt, and he's going to take Andrew Luck and turn his, his, uh, you know, poor season around. Well, another crap organization that doesn't deserve it, but yeah, it would be good for Luck's career. And this is bad for Mariota's career, by the way. Uh, Wizenhunt, yeah, I, I, I'm looking up Wizenhunt, like what happened here, and it's only reinforcing. So his quarterbacks, after, after Warner retires, he cuts Liner, so he just cuts bait with Liner. His quarterbacks, are then uh, Derek, nobodies. Derek Anderson. Then in 2011, he decides, you know what, Derek Anderson isn't any good. So he trades for Kevin Cobb, who also is terrible. Yeah, but he was good on Philadelphia. And, I mean, he was grasping at that point. This guy's an uh, offensive mind. He's grasping to find a quarterback. Then he decides he's going to, you know what, his last year before he gets fired, he decides, you know what, Kevin Cobb's not any good. I'm going to roll with 
Brian Hoyer, Ryan Lindley, and John Skelton. And you'll probably recognize all three of those names because yeah. Hunt couldn't decide on one. No, that's, and that's what his demise. None of them panned out for him. Yeah. Well, we'll see. And it'll be interesting to see what Tennessee does next week to or next year to get a coach for Mariota. It's funny that Malarkey took over there. and Because I, I was thinking to myself when they named Malarkey the quarterback, I'm like, wait, wasn't Malarkey... He was our offensive coordinator also at one point. Yeah, no, but wasn't he, I was like, wasn't he already coach of the Titans? Like, isn't this stuff we already... Uh, no, the Bills. Yeah, the Bills. I, know, I, was, I got it wrong, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I was like, wait, what? Still, though. It's a bunch of malarkey. All right. All right. We're going to end this again? That's that's the end. That's the end. Oh, yeah. I guess I'll have to edit that back in. Blah, 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 blah. Things I don't want to do.